the mind pod conversations on mental health brought to you by myopchar in the fortis national mental health program fortis healthcare today we talk about an important topic i felt over the years that this is a topic that does not get its due importance even today when we talk about learning disability and if you ask people what it is then they would feel probably a concern in learning if you look at the kind of data that emerges and this is something we'll be talking about today as well as to how many children who would be having learning disabilities vis-a-vis how many children are able to take the provisions that are there in the various boards for their testing and examinations and the kind of mismatch that is there and how so many parents children continue to struggle because the kind of guidance that they need support that they need is missing whether it is our inability to identify early enough whether it is about are not ensuring the right kind of intervention and the struggles of the child in all this and that's what we are going to talk about today learning disability i'm dr samir parik i'm joined by two very well known experts mimansa singh tanwar she's a clinical psychologist and geetika kapoor who's a school psychologist let me ask uh, you geetika this help us understand what exactly is learning disability so uh, learning disability is a disorder where the child or the adult whoever is facing it is not able to navigate the print so whatever is written on paper and what the brain is understanding there is a mismatch between the two uh, with learning disability we also need to understand uh over the years uh the way we identify is is the intelligence level or the language development of the brain is going as per the age norms but it is the brain's ability to use the same language and intelligence to academic knowledge to gain academic knowledge is where the mismatch is when we speak to children with learning disability they come across as smart people they are able to hold good arguments they are able to have good pranks in their environment they are actually very street smart when we see them otherwise away from their academics the main difficulty comes is when they sit down to read and write their performance does not match their intelligence and on the surface it's generally thought that it's about their motivation about not trying hard enough that they're not putting their heart and soul into it and that is where uh, parents and teachers the school community generally tends to label children with learning disability as a very common misnomer is that they're not interested they're not trying hard enough only if they do a little bit of more hard work they'll be able to crack it and that is where the struggle of the child who has learning disability goes on and on till the time they reach a brink of a breaking point and saying i can't take it anymore 
So uh, what I understand from you, and you know, correct me if this is incorrect, um, from the point of view of an individual, let's say, which means that if I had learning disability, my intelligence, my skills, every other aspect of my life is not impacted. But when it comes to the specifics of, let's say, a processing deficit, so as to say, about letters, the writing, the reading, the understanding, that's where the concern is, right? Yes. So learning disability is understood actually purely as an academic related disorder where the school life, what children learn in school is negatively impacted. If I see the child anywhere else in their life with friends at home, in society, what they can do in their oratory skills, we would not see any difficulty and it's only when it comes to copy pencil, reading, writing, tasks that we see an extreme breakdown. And Mimansa, that's where the struggle is, isn't it? That because you realize and know that this child's bright and brilliant and everything is fine and because academic concerns are happening and uh, like Geetika was saying that it's purely an academic disorder in a way and that's where the struggle is because the child in spite of all the skill set and everything else continues to struggle academically and probably being labeled as someone who's not motivated or someone who's not putting in hard work and it's just an endless struggle because if I have a processing concern and if you don't reprocess or help me correct it I just continue to struggle Absolutely. And this is where I think it goes miss. It becomes a missing factor that uh, where parents are not able to recognize why my child is struggling with academics and the child is not able to understand that why am I not able to learn despite so much efforts and I'm not able to process and bring forth things in my academics the way everybody else around me is doing and it certainly impacts their self-confidence uh, their self-esteem and a lot many times what also happens I mean you know when when parents bring some of these children to us you know try and understand it both from a child's perspective and a parent's perspective there is a child who's not able to perform and the parent is trying their best that the child does the best that they could and there is so much that happens in that space uh, where the parent is feeling frustrated the child is feeling helpless and in in that space again a parent tends to react out of frustration the child tends to feel less about themselves even more and it just becomes such a difficult cycle between the parent and the child not knowing where to really find the solution to the problem and it's particularly because there is lack of understanding there is lack of awareness of what learning disability is so before we come to how to identify just continuing with this conversation and going to you, Geetika, on this. Help us understand that if we don't help this child with the right intervention at the right time, what are the consequences that happen to children who are neither identified nor helped? So I think one of the biggest consequences that we would see is uh, low self-esteem. A lot of self-doubt in one's own ability. If we have to see the school life is such a major part of all children's lives, the whole developmental cycle is centered around what happens at school. 
so when a child gets stuck in the loop of not understanding not able to do a constant feedback that what you did is not good enough uh, this was wrong uh, or you know if you try to do something in reading and uh, you know other classmates are able to do it i am not able to do it uh, so the constant cycle about am i not smart enough am i not good enough the family is constantly saying you're not trying hard enough so the overall self concept of the child is very very compromised as they are growing up uh, a lot of times the seeking of what am i good at leads to a lot of other experimentations some of that experimentation could be healthy some of that could be unhealthy because in the end the child is genuinely trying to see what am i good at so when they try their hands at say sports or they try their hands at different kind of uh, you know other hobbies and they discover yes i am good at that let me channelize my energies there and it's a natural reinforcing cycle that they get involved in but for a lot of children they are not able to discover what they are good at so the experimentation continues uh, uh, also i think relationships with the environment family friends school teachers is uh, get compromised a lot because everywhere the child is going it's about you're not good enough the child is not able to find where their relationship core is where they get the sense of fulfillment and and that is also a lot of accidental discoveries for children uh, that you know sometimes they are able to find their anchors who are able to soothe them who are able to give them a sense of belongingness and a lot of times children are not able to establish relationships uh, relationships especially with authority figures is an uphill battle for them because authority figures are parents and teachers and school personnel generally those are disapproving and saying you're not good enough so i cannot get along very well when somebody is telling me what to do and a maladaptive cycle of uh you know kind of experimenting with rules not understanding what rules to follow what not to follow so in the long term we can also see a lot of hidden societal misadjustment you know where we get problems with law we get into problems with other societal norms because generally i have learned through my developmental histories that authority figures are not to be trusted which leaves a child in a very vulnerable position as they grow up uh, a lot of these consequences start showing up in adolescent phase because the learning disability as a disorder as a condition starts early on in school life but by the time they reach middle school or high school is when the real experimentation or expression of these deficits start playing out for a lot of children so what we understand here is and trying get into the shoes and empathize from the vantage point of this child i'm good but somehow i'm not able to perform in certain aspects of academics as well constant struggle constantly i'm told i'm not good enough i'm reprimanded i'm told i may be lazy i'm told i don't have the motivation i may not be the hard worker and gradually this sound becomes an echo chamber of sorts for me me teachers 
meet friends, meet my home environment. And especially if I've not been able to find the skill set where I can flourish and blossom, I take a hit in how I look at my own self, my self-esteem. And then the repercussions on my behavior, my repercussions on my relationships, my repercussion on my future, school dropouts, so on and so forth. So when we talk about learning disability, I think this is something we need to think about. How the right intervention could have saved a life because it's also about the quality of life and how we could have actually made an impact that the struggle a child had in school was so avoidable. The child could have been given a very, very positive experience in these formative growing years. Vimansa, tell me, when does uh, a parent or a teacher worry or realize that, okay, this could be a learning disability? And then what is the next step? You'll see certain peculiarities in a child's writing, for example, when they are writing, the writing may not sometimes be legible. Even despite practicing, handwriting can be uh, not something that a parent or a teacher is able to read very well. There could also be spelling errors of something that can be as simple as spelling who is a father or a cat because the child is not able to process the sounds very well and maybe similar um, sounding words but wrong spellings may be written by the child. Even the fact that uh, when the child is asked to comprehend, read and comprehend something. So if you're given, uh, giving the child a story, the child may give you the answers to the story with significant lapses in it because the child is understanding something else, comprehending something else. So all of these areas is where you see the child is struggling. And despite efforts of the teacher and the parent, and a lot many times it also happens on a one-to-one -one basis. A parent and a child sitting on a one-to-one -one basis trying to do all of these things, still child not being able to perform, is when a parent begins to worry that is there a problem or a teacher points it out and begins to uh, discuss with the parent that there might be some problem that we may be looking at. So, Gitika, can you also help us understand if there are any subtypes to learning disability? Um, so yeah, learning disability basically manifests in three uh, forms. One would be uh, dyslexia or reading disorder, where the um, child is not able to decode what is written on paper. So when they look at words, they are not able to see what these words are and they are not able to read what is written. Uh, in another form, they are able to read what is written, but the speed at which they need to read and simultaneously understand what is written is a mismatch. So that is clubbed as dyslexia or reading disorder. The other subtype is writing disorder where uh, they may not be having so much problem reading, but when they start putting their thoughts on paper, they are not able to express that well. It could be starting from very small deficit at a very minor level is not able to have a good motor movement to write those letters uh, at a faster pace 
or even able to know the spellings or how to write that word so they know that they want to write this but they do not know how to make that spelling and as what my mansa was also saying sometimes what they've written is not legible enough for people to understand what they've written in fact sometimes children are not able to understand what they wrote so they can't even read what they write uh, the other is math related struggle purely math which is that when it comes to numbers and mathematical concepts they are not able to solve those problems uh, as required they are not able to carry out the calculations that are asked to them the major group of children with learning disorders is children with reading disorders that's the most common one we seldom we very rarely see purely dyslexia or purely dysgraphia or purely dyscalculia though it is existent but generally what we come across is reading disorder where children are not able to read what is written or make sense of what is written at the class level in which they are reading so a child may be uh, say in a 7th grade Uh, they are a, they could be reading something which say a kindergarten or a first grader is able to read but when it comes to doing what their class needs them to do they are not able to come up to that performance mehman sir help us understand uh, what are the how, how do you test for this so let's say if i am a teacher or a parent and i realized what gitika was just saying that you know some aspects in reading writing or math then how do you as a uh clinical psychologist school psychologists how do you test it and the second if you can also add on to it that what are the provisions given by various boards that can help these children so assessments is something which is required uh, for children to be able for us to be able to diagnose uh, that at what level the child is facing that difficulty based on the class that they are in Uh, uh and in what areas um uh, are the, the difficulties are there and we use standardized tests to be able to diagnose that which means they'll be tested on reading level they'll be tested on writing they'll be tested on uh, comprehension they will also be tested on academic uh, mathematical skills at the same time and these are simple basic tests which are age appropriate there are norms to it and based on that we come up with a diagnosis at what level the child is facing a difficulty now this is important because every board has a provision as a form of support system and an accommodation to provide children uh, because they require that kind of a support system where they continue to while they the work with the remediation expert uh, they need to be given that support to be able to uh, to be able to cover the lapses that they are experiencing in their academics uh, so for example in examinations there'll be extra time they might also be given a provision for a scribe which means a writer in case if the writing difficulty uh, is is of a severe nature they may also be given um, support of a teacher or another person to read and help them understand uh, the question and the comprehension of that so these are some of the basic uh, provisions and accommodations which are provided in some severe nature uh, you may also give a, be given a provision by the school to drop out a particular subject and that is in discussion with what the teacher understands and the parent and the report which is being given by the expert so what i understand is that there are these aspects or these early signs that you both talked about you talked about tests you talked about intervention so final question to you geetika what 
is the concept of intervention or treatment and what can happen at school, what can happen at the home level and who and what are the kinds of experts and the approach to the treatment of learning disability. Okay. One, uh, learning disability because it needs to be understood as an academic related disorders. Uh, interventions need to start as early as kindergarten, grade 1. Uh, what we use as a diagnosis model of learning disability which is we send uh, you know children for formal assessments, standardized assessments that is actually uh, should be ideally a last course. Before we reach that stage a lot of interventions in reading, writing, math skills to make sure the gaps that the child is facing are getting cleared up, the skills that they lack are getting uh, you know addressed somebody is actually getting down to teaching them those key uh, indicators of academic achievement reading decoding writing fluency reading fluency math calculations math fact for uh, math fact fluency and those are such basics on which a child's academic skills that we see say by middle school or high school uh, build that if schools are not working very actively on teaching those base skills to fluency, a lot of children could be struggling and thinking that they are not smart enough. Before we actually get to formal diagnosis of learning disability, we should have a strong history of intervention on what was actually done to enable a child to learn what they could not learn uh, when we do a generic level of intervention, which is teaching them the school syllabus, repeating that again and again, that actually does not do a lot of justice because a child may not be learning because of a lot of reasons. Unless and until we are able to articulate how did I try to teach reading to a child? What is it that the child struggled with? So at intervention level, when we start at kindergarten and grade one level, we need to have systems in school where children are receiving instruction in small group and individual level. There is rigor to this instruction. We are not only doing what is syllabus bound instruction in school because syllabus bound instruction is not able to give them the necessary skills. Uh, what parents can do at home. So one, I look up to schools as the guiding light for a lot of parents because actually the experts in education are in schools. Teachers are the experts who are trained how to teach reading, writing, math. So teachers should be actually hand-holding parents and telling them, okay, this is what we are doing at school. We need you to replicate this at home. But at a lot of times, we need to also understand parents are not all academicians they are not trained as educators so a lot of times parents then also have to look around in the community the special education teachers reading specialists uh, other tutoring services also who are trained in specifically reading and how to teach reading and how to teach writing so this is kind of a baggage of rigor of intervention that a child should be receiving in kindergarten, grade 1, grade 2. In fact, a lot of identification of at-risk children should start at kindergarten level in schools 
where we have a clear eye on students who are not performing what the grade level tasks are when it comes to reading writing tasks who are the children who are struggling intervention needs to start there if we wait up till even third grade to see let's see how the child picks up maybe this child needs time we have this very clearly established in research that by third grade if the students are not catching up in their reading writing skills the gap is likely to stay and the gap is only going to widen as the school progresses so much that by the time they reach 6th or 7th grade we can't even fill that gap so early intervention in schools is the key if we want to really address this problem of learning disability so you heard that the experts talking to you about what you and i can do i maintain this that mental health is not only about the experts all of us have a role to play but then one important aspect and the reason why we are having this conversation is that until there is the right amount of awareness we won't be able to do the early intervention that has been talked about today which is so important so if you are in a school if you are a parent if you are an advocate learn understand and spread the information about learning disability let no child struggle because adults around that child were not aware that this child was having learning disability and this child's life could have been so much better by that little bit of effort that the adults around could have put this was a conversation with geetika kapoor and mimansa singh tanwar on this very important topic of learning disability continue listening to us this is mindpod conversations on mental health brought to you by my upchar and the fortis national mental health program fortis healthcare thank you and stay tuned